Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, an evolved perspective on life with dogs. Well, it's all As usual on this fine, rainy, rainy, rainy day in Seattle. It's been coming down all morning. However, it's still a great day to take your dog for a walk. I actually did get out with our dogs earlier today. And yes, we did get wet. We went through a lot of towels. Did the dogs mind? Nope. Well, the dachshund. She kept stopping and looking at me like you... (laughs) <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> you mean woman. <laughs> well, she's a low rider. So, you know, she's... you go through a puddle and that could no. be the end of her. She so hates the rain. She you gotta hates be careful. Cold. She should really be living in Arizona or something mm. like that. But Maybe if you get her a little wagon that the others <laughs> can drag her yeah. along with and she can ride through the puddles with no problems. I don't know about that. All right, cattle dogs. Uh, those dogs are excited to get up to the park. So might be a, a rough ride for Leia. <laughs> well... There's a uh, a document, a short, a short film that I think is doing very well. That a friend of mine actually sent me a link to. Uh, it's called Heart of a Dog, and uh, the write up is uh, it's by Lori Anderson, and uh, she's a acclaimed musician and performance artist, and she presents her meditation on love and death as it relates to her dog in this playful, lucid, and heartbreaking. Nonfiction feature. Nice. Dedic- and she is, of course, the widow of Lou Reed. So, Eric, you know more than I do about these. Very things. well known in the music world. Oh, okay. Anderson, well, so. you're a musician, so that makes sense. So, yeah. So, I just just yesterday opened an email from a friend about this. It looks really interesting. Uh, oh, Eric, dedicate. So, dedicated to Anderson. The next line. Dedicated to Anderson's late husband, Lou Reed, uh, who floats almost unseen throughout. Heart of a Dog takes as a jumping off point the recent passing of Anderson's beloved terrier, Lola Bell, touching on what her love for her dog means to her by processing her childhood, music, and her life as an artist. Mm. So this is playing locally but it looks like it's uh you know all over the country so if wherever you're listening from you can look up and see if it's you know playing anywhere near you or i'm sure you could find it online too it's called heart of a dog and locally here in seattle it's playing at the grand illusion cinema which is the oldest cinema continuously running cinema i think in the city Wow. Yeah, great little theater in the uh, U District. Yeah, I've never been. Uh, so it's actually running through, let's see, through the 14th of this month. So until tomorrow and then um, picking up again the 17th through the 20th of January here in Seattle. And like I said, if you're interested in this, uh, you can, you know, search for it and see if it's playing near you. Heart of a Dog looks pretty interesting going to have to see if I can check that out. Yeah. You know, that's one of my, I mean, it's not really one of my favorite topics, but I, I mean, like as far as like, yay, this is my favorite topic to talk about grieving a lost pet. Mm. But, it's definitely an important topic yes, and has one played I a big value, role yes, on the show over the for years. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay. And so there's that. 
And um, like I said, I've been uh, tasked by, you know, my boss, which is me, to compile a list of my, you know, top 25 or so episodes over the years and um, putting together uh, a way to display those on our my new website and then also on our uh, the dog radio show website. So I'm, in, I'm building an entirely new website outside of the radio show to kind of encompass everything because I have a book coming out this year at some time. Don't know when, but I'll definitely tell you about it. Anyway, one of my favorites over the years, one of my favorite guests, Dr. Michael Fox. And um, I've interviewed him four times, I think, over the years. And my first interview with him was back in 09. It was episode number, I think, 37, which is like, oh, I was listening to it. It's like 37. We're at like 359 today. Isn't that crazy? And uh, he, I was talking with Dr. Fox about- As you say in this episode, time flies when you're talking about it pet food. sure does. <laughs> Time flies when you're talking dog. Yep. Well, um, you know, it's for for way back then, um, it's still, it remains one of my favorite and, and most informative, um, I don't know about most informative, but about this particular topic. And we really talk about, you know, the pet food industry, which is one of, uh, one of my other favorite topics. Um, so I'm going to air that um that interview, and I talk with him about his book called Not Fit for a Dog, The Truth About Manufactured Dog and Cat Food. And uh, Dr. Fox and I have a lively conversation about the pet food industry and the relationship between prescription diets and vet schools and all sorts of fun stuff. So you'll get to enjoy that interview today. And then I also wanted to let you guys know Natural Pet Pantry, one of our partners, uh, just love that company. I was talking with Randy, one of the owners this morning. They do such an awesome job there. Naturalpetpantry.com is their website, raw and cooked food for dogs and cats. They're running a sale right now on goat's milk. You know I love feeding dogs goat's milk, raw goat's milk, so good for them. $2 off half gallons of goat's milk, $1 off quarts, 50 cents off pints. And uh, another product, Green Juju, is also on sale. Natural Pet Pantry, of course, has two locations, one in Kirkland right next to the PCC and the other uh, down in Burien. You can find the addresses on their website, naturalpetpantry.com, and they're awesome. Also like to send a shout out to Jet City Animal Clinic, a great local veterinarian uh, on Capitol Hill in Seattle, right near Seattle University, jetcityanimalclinic.com. So um, going to air this episode with Dr. Fox, and this was my first, this was my introduction to Dr. Fox, and I became a huge fan of his after my conversation with his, with him. You'll see how how spicy he is. Um, so enjoy my talk with him, and we'll be back next Wednesday live at 2 p.m. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Let's get started um, with Dr. Fox and bring him on the show. Hi, Dr. Fox. Hello there. Hi. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Yeah, my pleasure. So um, I have been 
And anybody who's listened to the show over the past nine months that we've been on the air knows that I'm very much interested in the pet food industry and very much committed to educating people about what is really in pet food Um, and talking about how the labeling is so misleading and, and you know, what to look for in a good quality pet food, what to avoid and all that kind of stuff. Your book Not Fit for a Dog, The Truth About Manufactured Dog and Cat Food, a book that you've co-authored with uh, Dr. Elizabeth Hodgkins and Dr. Marion Smart, um, has really filled in some gaps for me of information that I've been looking for um, over the years. So thank you. Yes, uh, it was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, I produced an earlier report about 10 years before that Mm. when I was with the Humane Society of the United States. Mm -hmm. And I nearly lost my job over it. Wow. I I endorsed Anne Martin's book, uh, Food Pets Die For. Uh And uh, that was in 1997. Uh And I was essentially stuck in a corner. And uh, my salary was frozen and blah, blah, blah. uh, Because they received a letter from the Pet Food Institute complaining. And they were hoping to get a lot of money from yeah. the major pet food manufacturers. Now you look at how they're funding the vet schools, and, uh, you know, it is unbelievable yeah. the, the power and control that these multinational uh, conglomerates have, like Nestle's and uh, Colgate Palmolive, that bought up mm-hmm. uh, the earlier pet food companies mm-hmm. and uh, put them under their umbrella. Now, people need to realize that most of this manufactured pet foods consist of highly processed food, human food and beverage industry byproducts, mm-hmm. along with the condemned parts of animals and uh, animal byproducts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a class of meat that is put in that is called 4D meat. Mm-hmm. It's a category especially for pet foods, and 4D means dead, dying, diseased, or debilitated on arrival at the slaughterhouse. And that, that's, you know, one of the government standards. So it's pretty horrendous. And it's, it is a fact mm-hmm. that our dogs and cats are being used to recycle so much of the waste from the food industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they say, oh, it's all scientifically formulated, and the vet students are brainwashed to b- believe this dogma. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there's so much protein, but horn and hoof and hair and hide and feathers is protein. Yeah. So what quality of protein do we have in there? Yeah. They never really answer that. Yeah. Well, in your just in the very introduction of the book, it says uh, the bulk ingredients of so-called, quote, scientifically formulated and balanced, end quote, diets for dogs and cats are primarily highly processed agricultural, livestock, and food and beverage industry waste. Yeah. And, um, and that means that all of the, uh, many of the essential nutrients are destroyed by the heat processing. First of all, they're rendered at the slaughter plant, mm-hmm. and the wheat or the soybean or the other stuff is rendered and processed, mm-hmm. and nutrients are lost. So they add all the nutrients at the end, and you, you see the list of the main ingredients at the beginning, and then you see all these additives that they they put in. Mm-hmm. So I'm an advocate for whole food ingredients, ideally organically certified, and to get out of this uh, loop 
uh, on my website, I have a list of companies like Wellness, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Natura, mm-hmm. like uh, PetGuard that I endorse fully because they are using uh, human quality food ingredients, mm-hmm. basically, and they're not using uh, artificial dyes. Mm-hmm. Azo dyes are carcinogenic. Now, I, uh, after my flattening at the Humane Society, I still got. Uh, kept tracks of this pet food business and all the pet food recalls because of aflatoxin, mold, and so on from the corn. Mm -hmm. And then the melamine thing blew up two years ago with this so-called wheat gluten that was brought over from China, but it wasn't wheat gluten. It was wheat flour that was spiked with melamine Mm. that destroyed the kidneys of thousands and thousands of dogs and cats, Mm. resulting in an out-of-court settlement Mm-hmm. of over $30 million to aggrieved pet owners. Mm-hmm. And this is precisely what these multinationals are doing. They look around the world market to find the lowest cost ingredients to put in so they can maximize their profits. And yeah. uh, they, they got the double shaft by these corrupt Chinese. Mm. Uh, and that same year, the Minister for Food and Drugs in China uh, had his head cut off. <laughs> mm. He was so corrupt. Mm. So th- this whole business is is nasty, and yeah. we need to break away from it. We need to find alternatives. Yeah, and so much of it, in my experience, is is really educating the consumer because the labels are so misleading. There's so much money that's put into smart advertising, and on the bags of food. I mean, I have actually I have labels here in front of me that I've had on the show before, where it says whether they in my opinion, are lying in bold print on the bags. You know, we select only high-quality protein and carbohydrates to ensure your dog receives optimum nutrition, blah, blah, blah. And then two inches below that, I see the ingredient list is cooked yellow corn, meat and bone meal, which is a percentage of euthanized dogs and cats in the food. Well, the big problem is... uh the chicken meal, uh, the meat meal, and so on, is that there are a lot of bone in it, mm-hmm. and especially the the beef meal mm-hmm. uh, is quite high in fluorides, mm. and that's tied in with bone cancer in little boys from fluoridated water, mm-hmm. and bone cancer in genetically susceptible dogs like the, the giant breeds, the Great Danes, and so on. Yeah. Um, so th- this again is not. It's also imbalanced. There's too much calcium in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the hell does corn and soybean uh, have any place if you're a scientist and a biologist in a cat's diet? Cats are obligate carnivores. Yeah. And that's the first nasty. Yeah. Then we have uh, a lot of dogs and cats allergic to corn and soy. The soy can be very bad. You see, part of the problem is that soy and corn and wheat and so on, uh, they contain... Uh, gluten compounds called lectin. Uh-huh. And these can cause inflammatory bowel disease problems, yeah. increase the incidence of allergies. And now we have, oh, I think it's 90% of our corn in, the, in America, spelt with a K, is genetically engineered. And close to maybe 70% of the soybean is genetically engineered, which means uh, that these byproducts go into the pet foods. And being genetically engineered, you have novel proteins in there. 
Mm. proteins that have never been in the food chain ever before, including insecticides Mm -hmm. and herbicide residues, which Mm -hmm. further interfere with the the gut flora and the delicate balance in the intestine Mm -hmm. to release all kinds of uh, new, relatively new diseases. Mm. And um, I'm very fortunate, having been writing a syndicated newspaper column now for close to 40 years, and I've learned a hell of a lot. Yeah. across the country mm-hmm. about what the major health problems are in dogs and cats yeah. and what the veterinarians are doing about it. Yeah. We're going to pick up right there when we come back from break. We're going to take good. just a quick break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes with Dr. Michael Fox, co-author of Not Fit for a Dog, The Truth About Manufactured Dog and Cat Food. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to New Pro Supplements, we cover the world of animals. This week, January 17th, we're educating the human animal. Zach and Haley, lead farmers from the Ananda Farm and CSA on Camano Island, join me. Learn about no-till organic farming, the animals, all the products they're making, and how you can participate in the CSA and the dinners at the farm next summer. They're an extraordinary young couple you'll enjoy knowing. Join us for Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Following the herd is fine until they lead you off a cliff. Think for yourself. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And now, back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Welcome back to The Dog Show. I'm your host, Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And we are back with Dr. Michael Fox, co-author of Not Fit for a Dog, The Truth About Manufactured Dog and Cat Food. Welcome back, Dr. Fox. Thank you. So we were just uh, just started talking about um, common symptoms, and this was another just really glaring, huge point that stuck out for me in the book, and just about this, how the whole system is set up, is that you have all of these, uh, a couple lists from um, a survey, I think, that you did through your column, and then another mm-hmm. one was um, based that off of, insurance. right. And so the, and, and it was to- the top five health problems um, from the veterinary pet insurance claims the top five for dogs were um, ear infection as number one, stomach inflammation, skin irritation, tumors and growths, and skin infection and hot spots. And, um, now, let, let me add to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't cover dental problems. 70 to 80% of dogs in the country have one form of periodontal disease or another, mm-hmm. depending on degree. That's related to this crap food that they're being fed mm-hmm. that 
has a lot of gluten in it. It's like glue. Yeah. And uh, immediately converts the starches into sugar, mm -hmm. which creates the perfect environment for the, the wrong bacteria to multiply. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, very serious condition that is too neglected. Mm. Uh, the, a lot of vets now are cleaning teeth every year Mm -hmm. for dogs and cats, making a lot of money mm -hmm. and saying bugger all about changing the diet. Mm -hmm. um, then we have obesity, which is not covered in insurance. Mm -hmm. um, that is a major problem in dogs and cats. Mm -hmm. And the third in both species uh, and inflammatory conditions is arthritis. Mm. Uh, that is related mainly to the deficiency in the omega-3 fatty acids mm -hmm. because the farm animal byproducts uh, are overloaded in omega-6, mm. and as, as is the average American human diet. Mm -hmm. um, so we ache all over, mm -hmm. and uh, our immune systems then become impaired. Uh, we get skin problems, uh, pruritus, scratching, psoriasis, and the cats and dogs are just chewing themselves to pieces. Yeah. And then the vets put them on steroids, Yeah. And, you know, the, the silver bullet, Mm -hmm. And then they go down with Cushing's disease or a bladder infection or something else after that. The whole thing is insane. But when you go into your local vet hospital, especially these franchise ones, they call them muck veterinary hospitals. Yeah. The first thing you see is the topical flea spot that you've got to put on or the flea pill, yeah. which is another bugger for jamming the immune system and causing neurological and other problems. Yeah. Then you see... This whole aisle is like being in the supermarket mm -hmm. of all these bags and cans mm -hmm. of the regular cat and dog foods, mm -hmm. which the first ingredients are generally chicken meal, whatever that is, and then corn or, and soy byproducts and so on, which is food that is not fit for a dog or a cat. And then on the other side, you see all the very expensive uh, science-based prescription diets. Yeah. which are very expensive mm -hmm. and are given when these animals get sick on their regular food. Right. And uh, as you pointed out before, uh, a lot of these special prescription diets contain the same ingredients that the animals have been eating before and are responsible for their <laughs> nutrition-related health problems. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's a big money wheel. Now, these vets get brainwashed at vet college. Mm -hmm. uh, nutrition should be one of the major courses in vet school. Mm -hmm. But it's not. Nutrition is the cornerstone in medicine. Hippocrates said, make your food your medicine and your medicine your food. Mm -hmm. But that paradigm, that, that worldview is not there. Mm -hmm. Instead, they're given a short course, uh, essentially telling them that manufactured pet foods are science-based and they provide complete balanced nutrition for the animal's entire lives. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> which is a complete myth that our book helps to dispel. Mm -hmm. There are tremendous genetic differences in dogs uh, as to their requirements. For example, uh, the Wheaton Terrier, no pun intended, is allergic to wheat, and they will have uh, seizures on wheat, mm. and a lot of other dogs will. Mm -hmm. uh, some are so sensitive to uh, anato, which is a, a color dye, a normal vegetable co color dye from the lipstick tree and that's in yellow and orange cheese, one little piece, and a sensitive dog will have a seizure. Mm. And, you know, epilepsy is not mentioned in the pet health insurance uh, reports, but that, from my column, is one of the major issues 
they, these poor dogs finish up on phenobarb or potassium bromide, and you know, they become zombies for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. While, in fact, a change in diet, like my homemade recipe that's on my website, mm-hmm. uh, would, would cure them overnight. Mm-hmm. It, it is absolutely appalling. I'm, I'm completely stunned by the whole yeah. nonsense. Yeah. What is your website? Uh, it's www. One word, two bit dog, T W O B I T D O G, two bit dog dot com slash Dr. Fox, D R F O X. Okay. And I got my homemade recipe there for dogs and cats, mm-hmm. and a couple of super recipes, I think, for dog cookies, too. Yep. And those recipes are also in the book as well, in the back of the book. And They're in like, the book for those people who don't have computers. Yep. And the, no, there's a, a lot of good, convincing evidence in the book. Plus, on my website, too, you will find many beneficial supplements that you can start giving your dogs, too, that will help. Um, from fish oil to spirulina for the omega-3s to all kinds of other goodies. Mm-hmm. Ginger root for the arthritis and turmeric. Mm. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The, the plants will heal us if we become open to them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'd like to uh, to open up the phone lines. If anybody has any questions they would like to ask Dr. Fox, we'd love to have you on air. And you can also call in if you'd like to receive a free copy of his book, Not Fit for a Dog. We do have a few copies to give away today on the show. So give us a call right now if you'd like to ask a question or if you would just like us to send you a copy of the book, we would love to do that. The number to call is 425 373 5527. That's 425-373-5527 or toll free in Western Washington, 888-298-5569. And I uh, would love to get some copies out there. Um, Dr. Fox, will you talk a little bit about, um, a little bit more detail about how, um, you know, you talk in the book about how in 1976, Colgate Palmolive acquires a small pet food producer named Hills Pet Products, and how based on their experience using dentists to promote their toothpastes, they kind of do this with vets. And talk about how they, how how are they in with the um, with the vet industry? How do they how do they get in? What does that actually look like? Well, it begins with the vet schools uh, accepting research money from the pet food companies and student fellowships and even uh, the pet food companies endowing lectureships uh, so that uh, the representation within the veterinary school is very much biased to corporate interests. And there is simply no debate about alternative ways of feeding animals from home-prepared recipes to uh, some of the smaller companies that are using whole ingredients with minimal processing. Mm-hmm. Even frozen and freeze, freeze-dried cat foods and dog foods are out there now that are very good, mm-hmm. balanced and comply, uh, uh, provide complete nutrition. Mm-hmm. And everything is there rather than denatured. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, there's no debate. Uh, the, the courses are very short. Uh, the students are uh, given free pet food for their own animals, and uh, the brainwashing is, is completed. The uh, 
American Veterinary Medical Association, of which I'm an honor roll member, mm-hmm. uh, received, I think it was $5 million grant for their whatever mm-hmm. uh, from uh, major pet food companies and Pfizer drug company. Pfizer is now giving out hundreds of student fellowship grants <clears throat> to encourage more students to work in the livestock sector. No, no vet student wants to work in a factory farm. They're so horrendous. Mm. Uh, you know, there are so many diseases there, so many drugs used and vaccines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's where we're getting our food and then using the leftovers to be processed into pet foods mm-hmm. and back into livestock feed. Mm-hmm. It, it's a hideous business. Mm-hmm. So there's a very close collusion <clears throat> between <clears throat> the the livestock feed industry, uh, the pharmaceutical industries, and the subsidiary of the food and agriculture complex mm-hmm. are these pet food companies that mm-hmm. have now been sucked in by Nestle's and Colgate Palmolive mm-hmm. and a couple of other super multinationals. Mars is, is the other big one, mm-hmm. Mars Candy Company. Mm-hmm. So it, it's an interesting story. A lot of people like conspiracy theories, but um, it is a fact uh, that this is the way things have evolved, driven by money. Yeah. And monopoly. And it, it, the, the game is monopoly. And the losers in this, number one, are animal companions. Number two, the credibility of the veterinary profession. Mm. That uh, organized veterinary medicine does not have an ethical leg to stand on. Mm-hmm. And I do have a lead article on my website uh, entitled Conflict of Interest in the Veterinary Profession, mm. where they have been receiving a hell of a lot of money from this corporate sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I don't believe is ethical. Mm. Yeah, I know, you know, from my own experience, I mean, I have, I work with uh, lots of holistic veterinarians in the, in the area. And I also have, you know, a a regular veterinarian um, who I love. He's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And, but they've got those prescription diets in their office and it just really bums me out to see, you know, to see them there and to and to know that, you know, most of the the vets in the country are pushing these foods. And I, you know, I, I wonder where the disconnect is, because I know that a lot of these veterinarians are in it because they really do care. So where is the disconnect? A, a, a lot of them do care. The disconnect is that they've been brainwashed or misinformed. Mm hmm. Uh, by the spokespeople and by the veterinarians working for the pet food industries. In the old days, uh, just a decade or so ago, uh, the courses in the veterinary schools were given by veterinarians employed by the pet food companies. Now they're given more by professors within the universities, but a lot of them are receiving grants and all kinds of nice Mm come-ons from the pet food manufacturers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there is a very positive change, I would say, that we have. I'm a member of the American Holistic Veterinary Medical Association, mm-hmm. and my website does have information of how you can find a holistic veterinarian in, uh, in and around where you live for your companion animals. Not all of them are good. Not all of them are exactly uh, practicing the, the same kind of alternative medicines that others are. Mm-hmm. But, it, it, it's a point of great foment and uh, creative innovation, finding alternative ways to heal animals 
and most of them now are realizing that the cornerstone is good nutrition yep. and the second is cutting back on vaccination the other terrible thing that's been going on mm. is uh, the annual booster vaccinations, yep. which do nothing but impair animals' immune systems. Mm-hmm. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. We're with Dr. Michael Fox, co-author of Not Fit for a Dog, The Truth About Manufactured Dog and Cat Food. Well, we have a caller on line one. We have Patty in Seattle who has a question. Hi, Patty. Hi there. Um, I was just wondering, I give my dogs... Um, uh, of what I consider quality dog food, like either California Natural or Solid Gold. Mm-hmm. And um, and what I've started doing is mixing some of the dehydrated um, um, raw food in with the regular food to give them more of the um, um, fruits and vegetables, the raw, raw diet. Is that a good idea? That's absolutely splendid. Okay. Uh, those are two good brands that I include on my list. Okay. And uh, don't forget to add a little fish oil or a little flaxseed oil. Okay, they do or, get... Or um, orange oil, good. Fish oil. I give them and, fish oil. And um, there's a wonderful uh, dried product uh, called Barley Green, which I, I, I put into my own morning shake cocktail. And, and is, uh, that, is that from, like, a natural... natural um, is it from a pet store or a people store? It's a people store, but okay. they also produce it for dogs now and okay. for cats, barley green. Okay. And uh, they sell it for humans in pet stores and, you, and you can, and for humans in health stores, and you can get the information from their, uh, their website, their phone number. So if and, I got uh, it for humans, could I give it to the dogs too? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. It, it's, like, uh, it's like a super dehydrated wheatgrass. <laughs> Okay, well, well they, I've noticed they have started eating more grass outside, and I wondered if maybe there was a deficiency in their diet. Well, d- dogs eat grass, especially uh, dog grass or couch grass, uh, for a couple of reasons. It's anti-inflammatory. It's good for joints. It's good for upper um, urinary tract problems. And it also uh, results in the production of quite a lot of mucilage. So it's actually soothing for the gut. Okay. So don't don't uh, believe those so-called dog experts who say that dogs just eat the grass to make themselves sick. Of course, it will make them vomit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they doesn't... also need to be allowed to graze and also to eat a little bit of good dirt occasionally. Okay. Uh, because good, uh, good dirt in the woods can be a source of microorganisms, probiotics, trace minerals, all kinds of goodies. <laughs> okay, that's that's fine. I was letting them, but I just wasn't sure if they were mi- missing something that I wasn't giving them. And while you're no, talking, I, I, I don't believe so. I just thought of another question. Um, mm. Pumpkins, since it's Halloween, people put out pumpkins, and and somebody gave me a pumpkin they didn't want, and I was wondering, is that okay to um, bake and give to the dogs? Absolutely. Okay. And uh, the, the yellow vegetables are good. The squashes. Okay, and I thought so, and then somebody said, no, it wasn't good, so I wanted to be sure. Okay, I'll cook them and, some pumpkin. And and yam is very good, and uh, the pumpkin seed do have some medicinal value as well. Give them the seed, too? Oh, yes, you can okay. roast those. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. okay, well, thank you very, very much. All right, thanks for your right. call, Patty. Okay, Bye. Julie. Bye. 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 Well, you know, an interesting... I think something that people just um, lose sight of or don't um 
forget about or or aren't aware of because of all of the heavy heavy av- advertising from the companies is that dogs evolved over thousands and thousands of years basically eating what we eat like our our garbage but now our garbage is not organic like it used to be so they're yeah. the, you know they're being fed the, That's wo- the point number 1 that is point number 1 but you know we gave them leftovers mm-hmm. rather than garbage yeah uh, certainly, in the villages today, they will eat the garbage too, whatever they can forage. But in a traditional, uh, primitive setting, yeah. they would eat the leftovers from our kills and from what the women had gathered and cooked and so on. And um, everything worked out pretty well in those days mm-hmm. uh, because the foods were whole; they were not processed, uh, and the leftovers, as you say, were not riddled with herbicides and insecticides and heaven knows what else and they were certainly not genetically engineered now in England where they've kept very careful records in uh, in pediatrics mm-hmm. they found a spiking of uh, skin conditions and allergies in children sim- coinciding with the introduction of genetically engineered foods mm. uh, into the marketplace mm-hmm. and Coca-Cola for example products like that, beverages uh, based on uh, genetically engineered corn in the sugar, the syrup, and everything else. So our beverages and our cereals in in the U.S. Uh, are pretty well filled now mm. with these genetically engineered uh, problems mm-hmm. from uh, corn and soybean, especially in processed foods and beverages. Mm-hmm. And I would say the same for the mainstream pet food manufacturers who are putting the corn and the rice and the soybean in. And who knows uh, how this affects the quality of meat uh, and other animal products from animals who are fed uh, genetically engineered corn and soybean, which is primarily what they're feeding to pigs and chickens these days. Right. Um, Can you talk a little bit, we have just a few more minutes before the next break, Mm -hmm. um, about... Uh, the type, the rendering process, and that that is when it says meat and bone meal, for example, on the on a pet food label, that that can be any kind of meat, and that there is a percentage of uh, euthanized pets and roadkill and all that kind of stuff that goes into that. Well, supposedly the industry has helped clean up some of that dog and cat business being recycled. Mm-hmm. But uh, we still have regional uh, rendering plants that are picking up municipal roadkill uh, that could be deer, could be dog. Uh, who's sorting it? They don't mind because uh, a lot of it is just rendered down yeah. into uh, fertilizer, into soap, and into a kind of protein digest that they will spray on pet food. Yeah. to enhance the taste. And uh, a lot of these digests um, also contain a lot of gluten-like compounds, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a kind of a denatured protein in this case. Mm-hmm. And uh, God knows uh, what the health risks are there mm-hmm. uh, with these pro- products or byproducts. Mm-hmm. Now, rendering itself is a, is a slow heat process that does not destroy uh, potentially harmful bacteria. Mm-hmm. And it's been one of the reasons why we've had outbreaks of 
potentially harmful strains of bacteria in farmed animals yeah. that then pose a serious consumer risk. But the nasty uh, hemorrhagic E. coli, 0513 or whatever it's called, uh, that can just destroy people overnight from contaminated uh, meat or vegetables that have been sprayed or treated with animal manure, uh, that's primarily because cattle are being stuffed with corn and soybean in these feedlots. Mm -hmm. And it changes the bacterial flora inside the cattle, so they produce more of this nasty E. coli. Mm -hmm. If they're fed hay and roughages, which is their normal biological diet, Mm -hmm. they have a much healthier internal flora that does not pose uh, a public health risk. Mm -hmm. But it's the way in which farm animals are being raised today Mm -hmm. and how they're being fed that have created all these health problems. So the meat industry is saying, oh, we'll deal with that problem, we'll just irradiate it. Mm -hmm. So we're on the cusp of chicken and beef and other products being irradiated next. And what does that that mean? uh, Food irradiation means zapping it with radioactive isotopes. And it, it can destroy certain vitamins and nutrients. Yeah. and produce radiolytic breakdown products uh, that we've never eaten before, <laughs> mm-hmm. and heaven knows what that, that's going to do to our system. Mm-hmm. Generally, when we have a novel protein, mm-hmm. we produce antibodies. Mm-hmm. And if we have uh, what's called a leaky gut, uh, a permeable intestine, because we're not doing too well on all the corn in our diet or whatever, mm-hmm. if we're a dog, Uh, these other protein molecules can get through and trigger an allergic reaction Mm -hmm. that can be manifest as uh, skin disease or possibly jamming the immune system. Mm -hmm. And this is the other big problem in dogs today, and humans too, the increasing incidence of autoimmune diseases Mm. where the body starts destroying itself. Mm -hmm. And I believe these new ingredients in foods and the over-vaccination uh, combine to completely bugger up uh, immune systems. Right. And then another ma- main point before we take a break is proper breeding in pets. Yeah. And I've talked about puppy mills and all that kind of thing, but then you've got that added into the mix as well, and it's just the animals don't even have a chance. No, they don't. Yeah. And it, it's, it's absolutely tragic. Yeah. Well, we're going to take our last break. Um, We'll be back in just a few minutes with Dr. Michael Fox, co-author of the book Not Fit for a Dog. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Wish your dog didn't hate going to the vet? Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared? Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet, a local family practice, jetcityanimalclinic.com. 
This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice. Remember, you're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m., the Dog Show is back with Julie Forbes. Welcome back to The Dog Show. I'm your host, Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And we're back with Dr. Michael Fox, co-author of Not Fit for a Dog, The Truth About Manufactured Dog and Cat Food. Welcome back, Dr. Fox. Thank you. It's good to be on alternative talk and alternative thinking and alternative to society. You know, we've got to say to hell with the multinationals that are putting profits before ethics and health and are making pets sick. And then another sector, the drug companies, are getting rich in the process. Uh, So let's food as our first medicine Mm -hmm. and it it does give me considerable hope that I'm not alone Uh, there are a lot of other good holistic uh, integrative medicine practicing veterinarians out there who are uh, even some of them are even manufacturing uh, their own pet foods or giving recipes out Mm -hmm. from raw to lightly cooked Mm -hmm. for dogs and cats and ideally looking for organic ingredients. We must support our organic farmers and uh, essentially become kitchen anarchists, as I say. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the information has come in now pretty well that organically certified fruits, vegetables, meat, eggs, dairy products contain infinitely more nutrients mm-hmm. than conventionally produced uh, vegetables, fruits, blah, blah. I think it was like 40 to 60% more. Is oh, that right? it, it, it depends what you're looking at, uh. but it is amazing. You're mm-hmm. getting much more of a bang for your buck. Yeah. And remember, nutrition is the first medicine. Yeah. So that uh, we're not uh, running the risk of possible deficiencies. Yeah. Um, well, and also, too, I mean, for people, I know that my partner and I are being very conscientious now with the flu season and all the swine flu hype and mm-hmm. and people just generally um getting really sick right now because of the season of really being mindful about eating healthy 
those really nutrient-packed foods like beets and chard and kale and all those kinds of things, because that is the body's best defense, is nutrition. But, but look, out the, look out for the beets. The Barack Obama administration has just approved genetically engineered beets. Uh-oh. Well, we try to get organic, so... so. I, I want to scalp some people over that one. Yeah. But, um, you know, there, there are good supplements for us to take, too. Mm-hmm. And for older dogs, selenium and zinc. Mm-hmm. And especially for humans, we're deficient in vitamin D pretty well. And we can take 1,000 to 2,000 imperial units a day. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the best preventives against viral infections, mm-hmm. like the swine flu, which is a man-made disease yeah. because of the way in which we... Uh, raise these poor pigs. Yeah. Um, so we, we should really consider supplements because even our, our organic produce, uh, the soils will take a long time to get back to their full nutrient profile to uh, provide all the nutrients in a diversified diet. Mm-hmm. And I do advise people to vary the ingredients in yeah. their in their dog food. Yep. It's not only variety being the spice of life, but you're covering your odds then and yeah. not running the risk of possible deficiencies. And the nastiest thing are these poor, obese, and overweight dogs that are put on reducing diets that are full of peanut hulls or whatever to make them feel full, but they're hungry all the time because they're being nutritionally deprived. Yeah. And the best, the best solution is to shift to a lightly cooked or almost raw food for these animals, mm-hmm. give them prebiotics, mm-hmm. helpful bacteria for digestion, and feed them four or five tiny meals a day, mm. then they're much happier, mm-hmm. and they'll shed those pounds just like we will. Mm-hmm. So what do you recommend, um, you know, for people to to do around this? What's your ideal diet, or, or what are some key points that people can, can do out there for their pets? Well, read the label, and then go to your local health store and see what they're selling. Mm-hmm. Talk to somebody who really seems to be knowledgeable on the issue mm-hmm. and uh, look for whole ingredients like chicken mm-hmm. beef rather than beef byproducts or beef meal or chicken meal chicken byproducts avoid cans that that have that kind of label mm-hmm. and uh, some of them uh, like pet guard are actually will say organically certified mm-hmm. uh, and there are more uh, pet companies like that uh, natura's karma dog food has uh, organic certification. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of, I think, Paul Newman's uh, pet foods are, are coming up with an organic label now. They're getting their beef out of Ecuador, mm-hmm. which some people will say is ethically questionable. Why not get local? Yeah. Um, and, but you can find them. Go online and do the research, too. Yeah. And, of course, read my book where we do have some resources there. Yeah. And uh, it's all part of the revolution. And the government is not going to help us get well because they're in cahoots with the drug companies and the big agribusiness food industry conglomerate. Uh, We have to assume responsibility for our own health, which means eating lower down on the food chain and supporting the good farmers, buying local as best you can. And moving on from there with a degree of optimism because what you put on the end of your fork does determine your fate in the end. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you made the right decision, you can hold up your fork and say, fork you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, too, the message that we can send. That's F-O-R-K. F-O-R-K, yes. yes, yes. By the way, we just want to <laughs> clarify. <laughs> um, 
that uh, you know that what we put in our dog's bowl as well as well and cats too. This all applies to cats as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is very important. It's the the most important thing to health and well being. And I know that a lot of other people would agree with me when I say that that is not for sale. It's nope. just not. But look. Um Pet food has become a convenience food. Flip top can, tear open, pour the bag in, same thing every day. It's convenience food. It's basically laziness. Mm-hmm. The same when we drive up to McDonald's and get our quick meal yeah. or buy another pizza. Um, it's, it's quick food, fast food, junk food. Yeah. And it's making us sick, and our pets are mirroring many of the diseases that we have, mm-hmm. uh, including cancer. Yeah. And, and why do it? It's stupid. You know, life is to be enjoyed and embraced. Mm-hmm. And know who you eat. Ideally, know who, who grew what you're eating to yeah. make some connection. Yeah. Know, know the manufacturer. Yeah. Well, Dr. Fox, we have to wrap up today. It's been wonderful having you on the show. Thanks for being here today. Great to be on, and I'd love to revisit uh, later down the line. Absolutely. As people, as people change diets. Mm-hmm. And I have a slew of letters uh, on my website describing the changes in their dogs and cats mm-hmm. once they switch from the junk food. Mm. Changes in uh, uh, shifting from depression to a more active and alive animal mm-hmm. to health problems disappearing mm-hmm. uh, miraculously. Yep. It's great fun. Great. Well, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for the work that you do, and I look forward to having you back again. Look forward to it, too. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Time flies when you're talking about pet food. And uh, what a wonderful book. We were able to give away some copies of that. The book, again, is called Not Fit for a Dog, The Truth About Manufactured Dog and Cat Food. And Dr. Fox's updated website is drfoxvet.net. That's drfoxvet.net. And that is where you can find him online. He has been writing and um, involved in the industry for decades and decades. And uh, he's just a a wealth of knowledge and a great resource. So be sure to visit his website. You know, one of the reasons why the pet food topic is so um, important to me is for, you know, a lot of the reasons that you heard about in this interview and Dr. Fox sort of illuminates some of the, the nasty aspects of the pet food industry as a byproduct of the human in, human food industry and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, nutrition is the one of, one of the most important factors to health, you know, that's true for people and it's just as true for our pets. Uh, you know, the immune system functions primarily out of the digestive tract. I think I've heard consistently 70% of immune function is actually sort of sourced from the digestive tract. And then, you know, let alone just providing our cells and our bodies with, uh, you know, the nutrients that it needs to function properly. I mean, this is really, really, really huge. And poor nutrition impacts so many aspects of health. And I've seen it really impact you know, dog behavior over the years as well. I've worked with dogs who have had behavioral challenges. And a lot of times the first thing that I'll tell people is to get their dog off of processed food. Um, You know, if possible, get them off of kibble. I'm always recommending that people feed if they live in the Seattle area, 
that they feed the natural pet pantry, either raw or cooked food. Um, And if you don't live in the Seattle area, there's lots of other um, companies out there that make either, you know, freeze-dried foods or dehydrated foods. Um, There's, you know, the wonderful thing in this industry now is that there's lots of really great options um, outside of kibble. And so by when I say kibble, I mean like dry, the dry pellets. If you look at a handful of brown pellets and then you have in the other hand you have uh turkey fresh turkey meat greens fruit all that kind of stuff you know the two look in- very very different and so the processing that kibble goes through does a number so hope you enjoyed that interview i uh, wanted to remind you again of this uh, movie that's playing um locally here at grand illusion cinema in seattle heart of a dog Check it out, and uh, it looks really good. And uh, remember that the Natural Pet Pantry is running a sale on goat's milk right now. So get on that, too. And we'll see you next Wednesday live at 2 p.m. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You've been listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Never miss another episode. Listen to our podcast online at dogradioshow.com or download them for free on iTunes or SoundCloud.